Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin. Wala aqibatu lil muttaqin. Wala udwana illa ala al-zalimin. Wassalatu wassalam ala ashrafil anbiya'i wal mursalin. Nabiyana Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in amma ba'd. Indeed, my brothers, for the one who looks into the seerah, the biography and the life of the Prophet of Islam, Muhammad then he finds that that which goes hand in hand with one who calls to the truth and the one who calls to Al-Islam and the one who holds on to Al-Islam <coughs> is that that which goes hand in hand with that and that which went hand in hand with the Prophet calling to Al-Islam is the harms and the evils that come from those who oppose that truth and oppose Al-Islam. Rather the Prophets of Allah, all of them. And we find that old enmity and battle between truth and falsehood, between الحق والباطل and between الطيب والخبيث that ongoing battle between the truth and falsehood and between that which is good and that which is evil نعم that is the briefest way in how we can describe that which has always taken place from the beginning of that first man and our father Adam alayhi salam until this day of ours and until the final hour that there will always remain that battle that enmity enmity between the people of truth and the people of falsehood naam and so for the one who looks into the life of the Messenger of Allah and likewise into the lives of all of the Prophets of Allah. Too many examples, too many to make mention of today, but just focusing on our Prophet, the Prophet sent to us, Muhammad and that which he went through, the trials and the tribulations that he went through when calling to Al-Islam and calling to the truth. And that is why Allah he mentioned in that surah that we all have memorized, Al-As wal-Asr, Inna al-Insana lafi khusr, Illa ladhina amanu wa amilu salihat, Watawasaw bil-haqqi, Watawasaw bil-sabr. Those who call to the truth, they enjoin one another with the truth, and they enjoin one another with patience because calling to the truth Necessitates that they're going, there's, that there's going to come to you harm and evil, and that requires patience. And what better example do we have than in the Messenger of Allah? Was he not one who was opposed by his people, one who was rejected, one who was mocked and ridiculed, one who was called a magician? And a poet, 
one who was even abused physically. When they came to him and whilst he was praying and they threw the intestines of animals over, over him. And until they made him bleed and they caused him to bleed by throwing stones at him. And had, had it been, had it not been for the, for the protection of Allah of his messenger, then they would have killed him. And many occasions they, they attempted that. To kill the messenger of Allah This is a shaitan. Iblis, shaitan. And his armies from the jinn and mankind, that enmity that they have for the truth and the people of truth. And in fact, it's mentioned that the messenger of Allah, he, he did die due to the, the enemies of Islam, Al-Yahud, the Jews, that Jewish woman who poisoned the messenger of Allah. Naam. However, from, he was under the protection of Allah. Messenger of Allah Sallallahu was under the protection of Allah. And due to that, and due to the great wisdom of Allah Ta'ala, Allah delayed the effects of that poison. And Allah made it so that that poison was ineffective for, for a period of time. But when the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu he ate that food, he was poisoned. As for the Sahaba who ate that food with him, they died. From the Sahaba, those who ate the food likewise, and they died, which is the norm with poison. It takes, it eff- it takes its, its effects immediately. And it causes death, like it did with the Sahaba. However, Allah, ta'ala, He protected the Messenger of Allah. He protected him up until the Risala and the conveying of the message was complete. And that is the wisdom behind Allah Taala delaying the effects of that poison. Naam. But even then, when the Messenger of Allah was on his deathbed, and he complained to Aisha radiallahu anha, and he said that I still find the the effects of that poison, the the harms. And the pain of that poison, of that food that I ate. Naam. And when that Jewish woman was asked, why did you do so? She said that, that I wanted to see that if, it, if, it, if that you are indeed a messenger of Allah and a prophet of Allah, then Allah would protect you. Allah would protect you from this poison, which he did. Allah protected the messenger of Allah, but for a due, for a duration. And she said, in completion of her answer, when asked why she poisoned the Messenger of Allah, firstly, to see, to see if you are a prophet of Allah, because if you are truly a prophet, then Allah will protect you from this poison. And if you are not, then the poison would kill you, and, and we, uh, I, w- I would have rid you from the people, and you claiming to be a, false, to be, to be a prophet, but in reality a false prophet. Naam. But Allah... From his wisdom and from his protection of the Messenger of Allah, he delayed the effects of the poison up until the message was fully conveyed 
and then Allah allowed now the poison to take its effects. Why? The wisdom behind that is that Allah Taala He willed for the Messenger of Allah the highest of levels. That He combined for the Messenger of Allah between Ar-Risala and Nabuwa and As-Siddiqiyah and Al-Shahada. Allah combined for the Messenger of Allah the highest of levels. That He dies whilst being from those who have obtained the highest of levels. Risala, that He was sent with the message. Yani a messenger of Allah and a prophet. And likewise, Siddiqiyah, truthfulness. He's from the Siddiqeen. For indeed, he was a Sadiq wal Musduq. One who was truthful, one who the people believed in, never knew him to be a liar. And likewise, that he may die as a Shaheed. And so this is why Allah allowed that poison to now take its effect after the Risala was conveyed. Naam. But the Muta'amil, fi Sirati Rasulullah But the one who reflects ponders upon the life of the messenger of Allah, of Allah sallam, then he will find that, the, that regardless of the trials and the harms and those evils that came to the messenger of Allah sallam, that he faced all of that with patience and, and likewise with that which his Lord commanded him with. That which his Lord commanded him with even if that was difficult. Even if that was difficult. And in fact, Allah Taala He addressed the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu directly, saying to him, لَيْسَ لَكَ مِنَ الْأَمْرِ شَيْءٍ Indeed, you have nothing at all to do with the decision. The decision belongs to Allah. That whilst you are being harmed in Mecca, at the beginning of the Risala, when Islam first came, as is well known, the Muslims were put to trial. The Messenger of Allah put to trial. The Sahaba put to trial. Many of them. From the Sahaba, those who were, uh, يعني, who came from powerful uh, tribes. يعني, they had a standing with their people and so they were protected. But from them, those who weren't. And they were punished. They were persecuted. They were tortured. To the extent where the Messenger of Allah he, 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 he passed by by Ammar, the house of Ammar ibn Yasir. Indeed, Ammar and his father Yasir, and Umm Yasir, they were from those, and likewise Bilal and others, they were from those who were, who were tortured for their Islam. The Messenger of Allah, he passed by their house and he said, Sabran, Ya Ali Yasir, patience, O family of Yasir. Fa indeed, your promise is Jannah. But then, with the trials, and the harms, and the persecution, and the, and the torture increasing, from the Sahaba, those who came, and said, O oh, Messenger of Allah, when we were mushrikeen, when we were, when we were pagans, worshipping others besides Allah, kunna fi izzah. We were in honor, we were honorable. We had honor. Walamma amanna, but when we, when we believed in Islam, but then when we believed, we believed in Islam, then we became those who were, humi- who were humiliated. How is this? We want to fight against these people who are fighting us and th- those who are persecuting us and, and punishing us. And so Allah, he revealed, Alam tara ila 
قيل لهم كفوا أيديكم وأقيموا الصلاة وآتوا الزكاة Have you not looked, have you not seen those? Have you not looked to those? To whom it was said, Kufu aidiyakum, withhold your hands from fighting. Withhold your hands from fighting the mushrikeen, those who are persecuting you. Because this is the command of Allah. And the command of Allah, laysa laka min al-amri shay. You have no part to play in the decision, even the messenger of Allah. And the command of Allah stems from the utmost of wisdom and from the utmost of justice. The Muslims were weak. The Muslims were weak in Mecca. The numbers were few. The Iman had still not yet become firm. In order for them to even make this statement. Because the true believer, he knows that, that Izza will come. And the Aqibah is for the Muttaqeen. That praiseworthy result will come to those who truly fear Allah. But the fact that a person can even contemplate that, that if we, that we are holding on to Islam, but yet the praiseworthy result, that end affair, which is praiseworthy, and the Muslims being victorious, that, it's, that it won't come to us. That that is deficiency in Iman. But rather, from True Iman is that we hold and we believe that if we do our part, then Allah will do His part. If we hold on to Islam, we have that Iman that is rasikh, that Iman which is firmly grounded, that Iman which is truthful, then Allah will fulfill His promise. Walhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن بعد. Reflect on Muslim on how the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم even with the hardest of trials and when one's emotions are at their peak how the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم still never did that which displeases Allah تبارك وتعالى. When his son Ibrahim, when his son Ibrahim, when he died, taken from the Messenger of Allah, the Prophet he said, tadma'. Indeed, the eyes shed tears. And the heart is saddened. The heart is saddened. But we still don't say except that which pleases our Lord. Ya Ibrahim, inna bi faraqiq la mahzunun. Oh Ibrahim, we are with you leaving us indeed sad. But yet, and the eyes shed tears and the heart is sad, but we still don't do that which displeases Allah. Emotions. Don't overcome us. Yes, we are allowed some emotions. So the eyes shed tears. The heart becomes sad. You're allowed some emotions. But those emotions have to be put in check. 
still we don't allow those emotions to carry us yani, towards doing that which displeases Allah most of us if not all of us have heard that which has taken place with the killing of our brothers from the Muslimin in New Zealand what is that again except for that old enmity between truth and falsehood and Iblis and his army from the jinn and men and that enmity that they have towards the believers and we ask Allah that he, he showers his mercy upon those who were killed and that he enters into Jannat but yet again O Muslim we don't allow our emotions to cause us to say and do that which displeases Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Naam. Indeed from the enemies of Islam those who we see who are yani despicable in their actions that they enter the places of worship and they kill people those who those who are yani uh, uh, yani worshiping Allah worshiping yani that which they worship whatever they worship like we saw here with yani these individuals entering two of the mosques and killing those who are participating participating in worship something which Islam rejects and from our perspective that the Muslim army have been forbidden forbidden from harming those yani in the state of war legitimate war that has been declared by the Muslim ruler that his army have been forbidden by the messenger of Allah forbidden from killing those who confine themselves to their places of worship whatever they may be worshipping whether that is a Jew or a Christian or whoever that if they are people who confine themselves to their places of worship the messenger of Allah he forbade us from transgressing against them and forbade us from killing them even though we're in a state of war Naam. and so how do we as Muslims how do we look at this sad event that has taken place the Muslim again, he looks to the seerah of the Messenger of Allah, of Allah and he looks to the seerah of the Sahaba. This is the Muslim. His life revolves around the Quran and the Sunnah. But he looks to the Quran and the Sunnah and if there is that which helps him in a matter, then he sticks to that. He doesn't let his emotions overcome him. And we find that the messenger of Allah, the Sahaba, they went through much worse. They went through persecution and torture and were killed, many of them. But yet they were commanded. Commanded with withholding. Withholding from fighting. Withholding from doing the same to them. Up until the yani, situation allowed them. Up until the Muslims gained strength. And, and the leader of the Muslims, who was the messenger of Allah at that time, up until he saw that the Muslims now have the ability and they have the strength and they have the iman 
before all else that they have the iman and the taqwa of Allah because it is that which will truly bring them victory even if you have all the weapons and you have the numbers that does not guarantee victory and Allah showed them that when in the battle of Badr as we all know battle of Badr they were outnumbered severely outnumbered but Allah brought them victory he gave them victory outnumbered three to one Allah gave them victory because they had that iman that was rasikh firm iman and taqwa of Allah sticking to the sunnah of the messenger of Allah but then in the battle of Uhud when they were greater in number in Hunayn greater in number but Allah taught them lessons and they came to them yani losses and harm that came to them due to them yani being amazed by their numbers or due to them opposing the command of the messenger of Allah lessons for us and so Iman Taqwa holding on to the pillars of Islam have you not seen those who they were commanded to withhold their hand, hands from fighting even though they were being persecuted and harmed but establish the prayer give this a can for how many how is this is difficult for them this is difficult because they say look at the look what's happening in the Muslim world and then you're telling us to pray you're telling us to give this a cut. You're telling us to hold on to the five pillars of Islam. This is clear in the Quran. Allah commanding the Messenger of Allah, commanding the Sahaba. Don't fight, establish prayer, give this a cut. Naam, and Allah has promised. Allah has promised those from amongst you who believe and work righteous deeds. Those righteous deeds of praying, giving the zakat, the five pillars. That he will give them the khilafah and he will give them authority, strength, power in the lands. Just as he gave it to those before them. And he will grant them the ability to practice their religion that which he's pleased with for them al-islam and he will change for them their state of being in a state of fear he will change that for them and now they will become in a state of security again Allah is mentioning the ways in how that promise will be fulfilled. Yani that which you have to do, and we have to do, in order for Allah to fulfill His promise. And He will fulfill His promise. He doesn't break His promise. They worship me alone. And they don't ascribe anything as a partner to me. The first pillar in Islam. But how many from the Muslims, they oppose even this first pillar? Worshipping by the graves. Worshipping the righteous people. The awliya and the salihin. We have work to do as Muslims, as a, as a community. These harms would not come to us in the first place if we had that taqwa and that iman. Naam. But what is it that is allowing Allah to, 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 to allow the non-Muslims to harm us and the enemies of Islam to harm us? Allah sent down the angels to protect the Muslims. Why is he not doing so right now? Naam. 
And let us not be fooled by those who will now come and use the likes of these situations to, to, to call to, to their deviation and to misguidance. The extremists and ISIS and so on, those who now will say, look, let us now do the same to them. And they bring their shubahat, my brothers, they bring their doubts. For the one who doesn't know and the one who doesn't learn his religion, then it's easy for him, easy for him to, to be affected by, by their doubts. And so they bring like the, the, the saying of Allah in the Quran. That if you punish, then punish with the likes, with the same as that which you've been punished with. And if you transgress or if Someone transgresses against you, then transgress against him, just like he transgressed against you. And so from them, will, those will come and say, look how they went into a mosque and killed Muslims. Go into a church now and kill the non-Muslims or the Christians. No. This is, first and foremost, it goes back to the Muslim ruler. It goes back to the Muslim ruler in order for him to implement that those who transgress against us, the Muslim ruler, now when these people are brought to him, or that he commands the, the, those who he has put in charge from the army and so on, that they are the ones who carry that out. Yeah, but governed by the Muslim ruler. Not for anyone nearly willing to just go out and do this. And likewise, those who have transgressed, look at the verses, the meaning in the verses, those who have transgressed against you, those who are worshipping in their, ch in their churches and so on, that if we were to now go and kill them, have they transgressed against us? It wasn't those who transgressed against us. Nam, just because they killed innocent, innocent Muslims doesn't mean now we go and kill innocent non-Muslims. This is not unrestricted. That if they do to us, Something that we do the same. Does that mean now? Is that unrestricted? Does that mean now that if they drink alcohol, they, let's say they're soldiers, get drunk, and then they go and rape our women. Does that, does that now, that verse, does that allow us to do the same? That we go now drink? We say we're going to do the exact same that you did to us. We're going to drink and rape your women. Haram! It is not an unrestricted verse. Naam. But rather, the Muslim, he goes back to the, the, the book and the sunnah with his correct understanding. With his correct understanding. And we shouldn't, likewise, or Muslim, as the scholars they mention, we should not yani, promote or, or, or pass around, send to one another images and videos of the killing of Muslims. And so the likes of this event, we shouldn't pass the videos around and we shouldn't send images to one another of the killing of Muslims. And... Images of Muslims who have been killed. When this, this, this stirs the, the emotions, which then leads to doing that which displeases Allah. And so the scholars, they mention that this is something which the enemies want. And the reality is, this is Iblis. This is what Iblis he wants. He wants the Muslims to be weakened. He wants the Muslims to now react in a way which takes them even further away. By them now taking revenge. And, and taking things into their own hands. We ask Allah that he forgives those who were killed from the Muslims. That he showers them with his mercy and that he enters them into genital for those.
اللهم كف عنا بأس الذين كفروا فأنت أشد بأس وأشد تنكيلا اللهم من أرادنا والإسلام والمسلمين بسوء فأشغله بنفسه واجعل كده في نهره واجعل تدبيره تدميره يا قوي يا عزيز ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميل عليم وتب علينا إنك أنت التوب الرحيم هذا وصلى الله عليه وسلم على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين وآخر الصلاه